0: Okay. Wait, quick, quick cue. Yeah. Is the sound okay? Yeah. Because you you're sitting me? on a JJ Watt blanket right now to oh. muffle any sound. Do you know who JJ Oh, I've was?
1: never thought about putting a blanket down.
0: Hmm. Well, there's a fun suggestion for there's you. Thought. Wow.
1: It's <laughs> quite the um, intro. We should just leave this in for the episode. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bonus episode. That um, of course, when you have your best friend that you know is a Taylor Swift fan and basically says yes to you with any wild hair idea that you have. Today I sent Madison a text and I said, I Wanna make an episode about Taylor Swift? Because I think it's really interesting about all of these things that are going on in the commentary happening around her releasing the Taylor Swift version of her red album and it's all over TikTok and Instagram, but mainly basically Taylor Swift has taken over TikTok. So Madison, welcome to the bonus show where you and Thank I are just going to talk about Taylor Swift and how
0: I think um, she's living her best calling life right now. I fully agree. I also am uh, a little nervous because I am outing myself as probably the worst Swifty out there. Um, I did have to Google some facts because in my mind, she's just like the epitome of nostalgia for me. So like, I I don't have like straight up facts and know all of the things other than what TikTok has taught me. And I did rewatch Miss Americana. Have you watched the documentary yet?
1: Is that the second one? I heard that there was a second documentary or is there a first?
0: Well, Miss Americana came out, I believe last year. Okay. So Um, I've seen that one. Okay, it's very good. I rewatched it, but then they just released the world tour of Bad Reputation on Netflix, so maybe that's what you're thinking of.
1: I mean, I that must be what I'm seeing on the TikTok. I mean, I
0: did, I did also watch that full concert on Sunday. So,
1: see, and I didn't watch that, and I was more concerned about Adele's concert going on.
0: Oh yes, we will be fully Adele this weekend. Like every everyone's got to have their moment, Um, but yeah it's Taylor's was this past weekend for sure.
1: See, and I think it was super interesting because I know that Taylor is super strategic in everything that she does. And sometimes I think if people don't have like a business mindset, I don't know if they see it like we do in a lot of the things that Taylor does and some of the TikToks and talks that I was listening to about Taylor today was talking about how strategic she is and absolutely everything she does and how she even read in a song or a video or something talked about a book, but like Mm -hmm. said like 2000, what, 23 or something like that. So like the Swifty people are obsessed that a book is coming out. Granted, I say the Swifty people, because I, I will be honest. I am not a Swifty. I, I mean, I love love Taylor. I mean, I like I think her. that's the only criteria. I think that's the only criteria for being a Swiftie. Oh, I mean, I thought that you had to be like a diehard about the music and know the lyrics. I mean, I don't know all of them. I mean, I didn't go into Jake Gyllenhaal's Instagram. <laughs> did you see that? All the Swifties going after of him? Of course I did.
0: Well, right. a bit I bet mean, I'm not, I'm not Don't a, you agree?
1: Yes. <laughs> when we'll get into that, but I'm just saying I'm not at that level. I'm more at the respect for the artist and her reinvention of herself oh absolutely um, so I, Honestly, I guess that would I mean I'm a fan but I wouldn't consider myself I mean I would think like a Swifty is your community who literally like we've seen goes into people's DMs comment section and like stands at bat for you I don't know if I'd stand at bat for her I'd be like wow I really respect what you're doing
0: I mean, I don't think my Enneagram seven heart, it would take quite a bit to get me to slide in anyone's DMS for any which way reason. So I don't know that (laughs) I'm not at that level, but yes, mad respect for her. And I I think that her fans do see that she's strategic either way, because that's like her whole thing, right? Is like, she hides these like Easter eggs and everything she does. I only dream of being that strategic because the thing about being that strategic is you have to stick to the plan and my dreams and goals and, and vision for my life change every month. So Mm -hmm. I don't know that I could stick to that. I could be like, oh yeah, let me drop a hint that in two years, I'm going to release a book. And then it's like two years go by and it's like, Oh yeah, no, we totally forgot about that. That, that never happened. So sorry.
1: And I was thinking about the same thing today. I was like, wow, that's a lot of commitment to your life plan. Of like pre-knowing, like, all right, in two years, in October, I will be releasing a book. I don't think I can say that.
0: I don't even know what I'm going to do in the next six months with my life. To be fair, though, I don't think that she has full say and control over it because she has an entire team. So even like rewatching the documentary, she was saying about how her life is so planned out. Like she knows exactly what she's going to be doing two years from now, what city she'll be playing in all of that, because it has to be planned out so far in advance. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's a little bit different when other people's entire jobs and careers are built around making your name great and, and selling your music and all of that. I guess that's true.
1: I mean, it is, she is planned, but she did fall off the grid there for a while. And I mean, with that planned, didn't she basically um, say peace out to all of you pretty much like Adele did and said, I'm not making anything. Moment. I'll resurface when I feel like it.
0: Yeah. And I think that she could still have like final say. I, I I think that's still available to her. I don't think she's like, I don't know, stuck by any means. But I mean, clearly like she's, she's loopholed her way out of the things that she does not want to be a part of, which I am like so in awe of. I love that. Um, but yeah, I don't know it's yeah. fun to watch her for sure. And it is. And it's interesting. And I was
1: talking about how I think that, you know, we were saying she's so t- strategically planned, but at the same time, sometimes I wonder, is it like an ebb and flow? Because did she strategically know when Adele was going to release her single? I mean, I don't think is that I wonder in the music industry, is that public knowledge? Cause she pretty much sandwiched herself in between Adele's re-rise to fame. Cause Adele okay. released her single and then Taylor Swift released the album. Adele's thing was on this last Sunday and now Adele's album album is going to come out on Friday and we will probably have another episode of how I love Adele. <laughs>
0: I mean, yes. Love her as well. So I don't know this to be fact, but I heard it through the grapevine of TikTok that she was supposed to release it the same day as Adele found out that Adele was releasing that weekend and moved her weekend. Mm. So I don't know that that's facts. Swifties don't come after me. Um, I'm just doing my best over here, but
1: (laughs) I mean, it would (laughs) be hard though, because it's interesting because Adele set like records, Spotify records amazon to all the records that weekend but i mean i haven't fact checked against did but then taylor swift hit all these records and her music was literally like what nine of the top 10 over the weekend or something like like some crazy number yeah and i'm like well so then did she beat adele's we may have to google search this
0: I don't know, but you know, fun fact, if we're wanting to dig into the Googles, um, I did Google Taylor Swift facts just for funsies, just to see. And I'm curious if you know these and some of these I'm like. I'm not sure that these are like, uh, like record breaking facts. So this is coming from insider.com. I don't know if there's any kind of copyright issue to any of this, but whatever, we're just rolling with it. We cited the source. Yeah, we cited the source. And if you get sued, it's your show, not mine. So (laughs) (laughs) thanks so
1: much. Can we scroll
0: down and make sure that we, uh, also name the author. (laughs) Yes, I will. Uh, we'll figure that out in a minute. But okay, so fun fact number one is that Swift grew up on a Christmas tree farm, which I did not know that. So I do know that they did move to Nashville when she was young so that she could build out this career. But from ages five to 10, she grew up on a Christmas tree farm, which noted, I, I believe that's probably your alternative dream. I feel it like is. you, yeah. It is. I feel like you would. I mean, I it.
1: don't want to necessarily Christmas tree farm, I just want a Christmas farm in general if you're from the nebraska area like the vala's version of
0: christmas there you go yes yes there you go um it says that she appeared on an episode of csi in 2009 i never watched that show outside of it being in the background at my grandma's um this one i was like yeah uh haven't we all she was a maid of honor at her childhood friend's wedding i don't that that's noteworthy insider uh same with she rode horses as a kid I don't think that that is newsworthy um the next one was that some of her lyrics are things that she wanted to text people in real life honestly you know I, I could feel it I think we all feel it I mean I wouldn't be
1: surprised if she carries around a notebook and then just says like I really want to say this to you but the holy spirit is telling me no so I'm just holy write it. spirit <laughs>
0: activate yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Holy Spirit Activate is saying, Taylor, delete that and write it down in your notebook and write a song about it. Because,
0: <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, I'm just kind of scrolling through these. Um Let's see if we can find this. I'm also trying Author. to look to see if
1: Taylor Swift beat Adele's downloads. And nothing is coming up with, did Taylor
0: Swift beat Adele's downloads? Well... Um, I'm not seeing that anywhere. Uh she does own 3 cats. Uh she's got her her go-to drive-through order down. What does that even mean? Cheeseburger, fries and a chocolate shake isn't that just everyone's? Anyways, the the internet's weird and I cannot find an author for this blog post but insider.com I oh, so sorry. Nope, the author is uh Abigail De- Abigail D.
1: Um, <laughs> Thank you very much, Abigail D, for your Abigail information. Abigail Demarist.
0: I, I'm probably butchering that last name. But yeah, fun facts about T-Swift. Also, I looked at the timeline, and you're not able to see this, but Michelle, you are. This ratty... Jacket is my boyfriend jacket. This is the, this is Alex's jacket from the, you know, like when you first start dating someone, like you steal an article of clothing and you wear it like Mm -hmm. to sleep and to school and to all the things. This is that this is the eighth grade jacket. And I wore it in honor of this because Um, She really got her start at fame in 2006 with her song, Tim McGraw. And I'm sure this will make you feel very old, but um, in 2006, I was 12. So um, this was prime time for me in middle school to live it up. And I feel like I have grown up with Taylor Swift. You are a few years older than me. How was your relationship to Taylor Swift growing up? Were you just like, was she a part of your life? Was she a part of the dances that you went to? Or was she like, Oh, that's I mean, so annoying. She was definitely like the flow dances. Cause I was in high school Yeah, because when she's... her Tim
1: McGraw would have come out. I was probably a junior, you know, but when I was in high school, it was very much like
0: green day, Dave Matthews band. Oh well, yeah. Yes. But, that's a, but yes, yes. We had that moment too, but that was that's like a, a slice of what was going on you know and mm-hmm. I feel like because you just turned 32 33 32 33 33 okay that's why I thought Thanks. she's 30. Out my age I mean <laughs> and I just gotta just gotta throw it out there because she's 31 so I was curious with that age difference oh, she is um, how yeah which honestly surprised me I don't know that I ever even gave thought to how old she was. But for whatever reason it surprised surprised me. Same with Ariana Grande. Um, I was like, wait, what? Like, you're how you're- old is Ariana Grande? I think she's 27. Let's fact check this. But I feel like she's 27. Ariana Grande is 28. So I don't know why that also surprised me because she was born in 93. I was born in 94. And for whatever reason in my head, I just thought she was a lot older than me. I think what it is is she's so comfortable in her like like sexiness that she brings to the stage. And I still feel like a 12 year old. I'm like, I still feel real weird and like awkward all the time. And you just like own that. And we're practically the same age. And I'm like, how could I, where did you buy? Did you get that on Amazon? Like, how do I get that?
1: I mean, probably comes with practice when you're on stage so much, I would assume, but agreed. I mean, and, um, a sidebar of that she's going to be playing galinda in the movie version of wicked mm-hmm. and i'll be honest i don't know how i feel about that i do not see her being like the galinda bubbly i don't see her as Galinda, but she says it's her dream role so we shall see but she's gonna be judged real hard so she better figure it out Anyways, going back in, speaking of being judged real hard, I think that we could talk about how, um, I mean, it's in Taylor Swift's original documentary, how she talks about as a woman that in order to stay relevant in music, she had to reinvent herself so much and so many times. Yeah. And I know that like this coming out of this Taylor's version of red was because basically her music was stolen and it's her big. F you to the music industry, but I'm also in my mind was like, was this also her way of reinventing herself again, but like coming out with the old stuff, but it kind of all sounds the same. I don't really hear a difference.
0: Okay, but- so let me let me explain it to you because I actually did not know. This is what's making me like a like full-fledged, like not great Swifty. I did not know about everything with Taylor's version until this album, even though she did this with Fearless. So June 2019, I've got the timeline pulled up. Um, June 2019. Big Machine, her former label, sold to Scooter Braun's company for an estimated $300 giving him control back of her master recording. So she had the rights to her, like, the actual, like, lyrics and the, like, sheet music, but he Mm -hmm. had the rights to the actual recording. So that's why she went back and recorded it herself because she, Swift accuses Braun of bullying her, um, and so she decided she was going to take back her music essentially. So that's that's the whole thing. If you're like on the outside and you're like what is the point of her redoing this? That's why. So some of the songs are pretty much the same. She also added an additional, I can't remember the exact amount, but she did add an additional amount of songs to this new album. And I feel like it was a significant amount. Like I want to say it was like 13 new songs or something like that, which is like a full album in and of itself. I feel like, Mm. um, in addition to some of them are a little bit different and some of them like the all too well is now the 10 minute long version, which is the one that has everyone just like brawled out on the floor for because it is so good and dramatic and just the perfect song to listen to if you're in your feels, but yeah, that is the, that's, that's the gist of that.
1: Which I think is genius. And I don't know, maybe that's something that, um, they do in the music industry, which if any of my music friends are listening, please enlighten us that like how smart of her to be like, no, I own the sheet music to this, but you can own the recording Mm -hmm. because at that point, no one could ever take her music away
0: from her. And I think that that has happened in the past with several different artists. And I think, yeah, I think she's really freaking smart and probably had really great counsel around her to advise her to do that um again i don't know all the specifics so i don't want to speak to like a matter of factly but she's very very smart mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah you know but and it's interesting though of which then comes like a background to the swifties because the only way like re releasing an album like this could work is if you had a fan base that is always constantly cheering for you and will constantly be like, Oh, someone did you wrong. Like let let's put on the gloves and we'll go swinging for you, which yeah. shows, you know, and I think that it's a great testament to what a lot of like online and digital creators are trying to do of building a community. And which is making me now think like, maybe I should go back and watch like Taylor Swift a little bit more closely and how is she nurturing her community to make them literally say like, it doesn't matter what happens. Like we'll stand by you.
0: Yeah. Well, and I've heard her speak in different, um, interviews about how she really listens to her community and she feels like she knows them and knows what they're wanting and knows what they're going through. And, um, like she's showing up on her own social media and and being a part of the community. I see her commenting on people's TikToks left and right, which I think is so cool because I mean nothing makes you more excited than to see somebody that you highly, highly love and respect feeling seen by them. I feel like goes a really, really long way.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I mean, and I guess I didn't really realize. Apparently, I need to make more TikToks that to have to do with Taylor Swift social media comment. There you but go. I mean, it is a thing that a lot of people don't necessarily do, or I think big creators just put their stuff out there like not throwing my queen under the bus, Adele. But it's not like she interacts a ton with her fans because she's so big and she's so good.
0: Yeah. You know who's another person who does that really well, though? Is Lizzo. Lizzo is mm -hmm. so in tune with her community. Like, we'll stitch videos with them all the time. We'll, like, really does a great job of making people in her community feel seen and appreciated Mm -hmm. and has a really special connection, I think, in a very similar way to Taylor Swift. Yeah, I agree. And it is. And I think
1: that trying to find those people, if you are a community builder and start watching them, I mean, just like Elise Myers, who we are all now obsessed with on TikTok, but she does the same thing. She comments Mm -hmm. on people's stuff. Um, she's liked one of my comments. So I feel like that makes me feel seen and heard and, and we can be friends. Cause yeah, but you know, so it is, it's so true. And, um, but I think that that's what has made the album work for her and getting even like radio stations to all switch it over. Yeah.
0: Well, and I think she also just does like a really good job of making like you uh, going back to the whole strategic thing, like hiding these Easter eggs throughout everything she's doing so that it's more than just an album release of the same songs. It's, Oh, what is the secret that she's like sharing that's going to play out for the next three years or whatever. And it's, it's something that she, Makes a whole experience out of it, I feel mm-hmm. like.
1: But now I'm wondering how can like people put that into their business without literally, like you said, having to try to pre-plan? Like what would that look like? I think it is
0: pre-planning. I don't well, think I mean, you can it do is, it without yeah. like being extremely, extremely like diligent about planning it out and then sticking to that. I, I don't right. think there's a way around it.
1: But I think like your Enneagram 7 and my fourness like committing to a plan that like is going to happen in three years is mm-hmm. really hard.
0: Oh but. yeah. It's definitely really hard, but I think maybe that's an element of adding fun and surprise her community, at least for her within the whole process. I mean, I don't know how much of that is up to her up to her marketing team or whatever. Um, but I would be curious to know how much mm-hmm.
1: is. Yeah, that would be it. That, that would be a, um, where's the Taylor Swift question box on Instagram that we can yeah. submit that to. Um, Or maybe we just like put it in Jake Gyllenhaal's comment section and maybe he'll like spill some beans. That poor guy. I I do not feel sad for him. No, I don't feel sad for him either. But then also pictures I did see have been found that it's not a red scarf, but it's a black scarf with white stripes. That was hers that he was pictured wearing later on. So he does still own one of her scarves and apparently Uh the Swifties want it to be given back.
0: Yeah. I think he needs to return that ASAP. And, um, have you seen, I'm sure you have the TikTok going around where that people are stitching, where it's an interview of him saying like, he's just not really big on birthdays. And like the whole point of like the end of the all too well, 10 minute version is like her waiting at the door, waiting for him to show up for her 21st birthday. And he never comes. And so they're like, yeah, we realize you're not great with birthdays. like. <laughs> I don't know. I I love seeing how invested people have gotten into it. And I'm sure some people are like, "Who cares? Blah blah blah." Those are the same people who also like hate on the Kardashians. Look, like it's it's just fun and entertainment, right. guys. Right. That's
1: so, true. I I mean, I used to watch the Kardashians religiously. I'm not as in tune with um what they are doing in life now, but I mean, we all need a Chris in our life to cheer us on in whatever that's right. whatever adventure we decide to go down.
0: Well, I mean, it's the entertainment industry. Like, it, I don't think people really are breaking down that word. It's like, you know, when people are like, it's social media. It should, it should be social. It's the entertainment industry. They are there to entertain you. Even mm-hmm. um, in the beginning of the Kardashians, Kim was one of the producers. So she would strategically place different arguments and things like that so that people would watch because it's entertainment. That's the whole point.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which it's but interesting. It, it's as called talk- reality
0: TV, which is very... <laughs>
1: Yeah, very true. I, which as you're then talking about that, like strategic placing of people, um, going back to Adele, uh, it was very interesting on her, I don't know, special, whatever you call it. She literally picked the people in the audience because she hadn't been on stage in so long that she picked like her closest friends or people that she knew and then she was like there's a few of you I don't know but like whatever but literally her best friends like Lizzo is in the front like cheering her on have okay, you seen was this that the
0: TikTok proposal? is this a proposal?
1: Well, this is yeah I mean there's two different. There was a proposal but then Lizzo was in the front row also basically singing along like she was at church praising the lord. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, adults- so
0: I haven't seen, I haven't seen that whole video, but I did see a proposal and Adele was there Mm -hmm. and Lizzo was in the front row and Melissa McCarthy was in the front row. Is this the same thing? Yes. uh Uh-huh. And literally Adele goes, go sit in the front row and basically tells Lizzo like move over. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was real interesting. I want to know how that guy got to Adele to, um, have a proposal.
0: Oh, he's got to have some sort of connection.
1: I'm sure. sure. But yeah, I mean, at the same time, if Jake wants to re to me at an Adele concert,
0: I won't be sad about it. I will be sure to keep that in my back pocket in case he ever asks.
1: Yeah, I don't think he will, but um, <laughs> if Adele could like uh, sing at our like vow renewal someday if we have another wedding. There you go. Or I'll just pretend. We'll just just play her. So
0: I could karaoke it for you if you'd like. If you had enough margaritas, I could probably sound a little similar.
1: Oh, oh um, and we'll see about that. I mean, <laughs> I did see that that ring video that you sent me. Oh my oh god. god. <laughs> Madison, ladies and gentlemen, pretty much said hello to herself on the ring doorbell to catch for the next morning, which <laughs> <It> was hilarious. <laughs>
0: You know, it was just it's it's really that whole thing about like being kind to your future self like I, I took it very literally and um yeah it was it was pretty funny to wake up to.
1: Okay. Well, I think this has been a great conversation. It'll be a great Thanksgiving car ride conversation if people are having to um sit in the car with their children for more than a half hour and you need to plug in some AirPods. I hope that this was a fun conversation that they got to listen to as a bonus episode. Maybe we'll just need to do more of these, of like a random, uh, "Hey, what co- topic are we going to chat about?" And we'll bonus episode it. So,
0: I'm here for it in all of the late o'clock interviewing style ways. I'm here for it. I
1: mean, that's how I think when the best conversations come. Sometimes when there's no children awake for you. I mean, there's dogs, but
0: there's dogs. There's like really horrible fluorescent lighting. I do look like I am being held against my will in this lighting, but it's fine. (laughs) Don't worry. We won't use the video anywhere. Appreciate that. I promise. Maybe.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks so much for joining me. And um, why don't you tell listeners your podcast is going to be coming back at the end of January. So give us a little snippet of what that's
0: going to be and where they can find you. Yeah. So we are revamping the Fearless Chase podcast Tuesday, January 25th. We are going to be digging into all the different types of topics that are going to help you build an intentional life that aligns with your goals and priorities and dreams and values. And uh gonna have some very open, honest conversations like this. We're hopefully gonna get Michelle on there to talk about what it's like to move into your 30s. And I feel like that is a really good conversation to listen to, whether you're no matter what side of the 30 line you're at, because I feel like if you're on your way there, it's nice to hear what it's actually like on the other side. And then being on the other side, I think it's nice to hear other people be like, yeah, thank you for being realistic.
1: Yeah, pretty much. We'll talk all about that. And at first when I thought you were talking about line that you were putting me in my mid thirties and I was like, don't you dare. I am still I mean, in you're, my you're on
0: your way there.
1: Don't know. I don't know. I'll be honest. Here's a little preview of the conversation. This birthday was hard. Was it thirty two? Was like oh, like it's fine. I'm still in my young thirties, but I don't know. Thirty three makes you feel like, wow, what have I accomplished in my life? I'm almost to my mid thirties. My parents are well. My dad is almost sixty, but my parents are sixty. Like on the down slope of
0: life, you could kind
1: of say. Not, well, that's, I mean, that's ish, not very encouraging
0: because I, I feel the same way and I'm about to be 27. I'm now.
1: not saying I'm on the so. downslope of life, but like my parents, you know, like, or it's in like, okay, maybe my mom might get mad. At me.
0: <laughs> I think this is where we, we let that be a surprise yes. for when we revamp the fearless chase podcast, you can listen to the full unedited version <laughs> over there that will not, um, hopefully make its way to your mother. Um, But yeah, this was a fun conversation. Love it. Love the Swifties out there and hope you guys enjoyed it. Talk to you all soon.